At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. We love beating Mayo, lads. Poor old Mayo got an awful beating at the weekend as well. Poor old Kevin, he'd be keeping the head down in Roscommon Town for a few days. Off the ball. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Zebra going on his own. He gets the try. The Red 78. We're both monster people. Whoever gets over the line. Try from Monster. Nobody knows monster rugby better. You are very welcome along to the Red 78, a monster podcast for monster fans. My name is Rory O'Hagan. We have a lot to talk about on the show today as we look ahead to the game with Toulon in the Champions Cup. There's both good and bad news on the injury front and Joey Carberry is on his way at the end of the season. Plenty to discuss and who better to discuss it with than two monster legends in Alan Quinlan and Fiona Hayes. Guys, how are you? Good to see you. Good. How was your weekend, Rory? Good. Not as good as yours, Fiona. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. The jet setter was off again. (laughs) Well, there was no match at the weekend, so maybe she was entitled to to go on our travels again. Fiona, though, did get to see one of her teams win over the weekend. Yeah, I went and watched the old joints over in New York. So they were they got a good win at home. Finally, the the fans were delighted. They weren't moaning the last couple of times I was there. They were giving out all game, so it was good to get a positive win. You must still be frozen. Have you warmed up yet? That game looked bitterly cold, like. So cold, it was absolutely freezing. But sure, look, uh, a couple of uh, we'll call them diet cokes always warms you up, don't they? <laughs> Sorry, gives it a go anyway. As I mentioned, look, lads, lots to discuss on the show today. We don't have any games to review this week, so it'll be a bit of a shorter pod this week. But we are going to look ahead to that game against Toulon in detail. And as I mentioned, a lot of stuff happening off the field as well. Plenty of comments have reached the show as well, Fiona. Um, doesn't seem to be a lot of confidence in Munster fans heading to France this week. No, not a lot of confidence, but look, we still have the old diehard Munster fans that always say they can, they can do it. Um, I'll go through a couple of that came in. I, Trevor, Trevor wrote, injury still as bad as ever by the sounds of lots of rumblings and rumors of discontent from the camp this week. But there's nothing like a bit of edge to try bring out a performance, a performance. Hopefully they're poking the heads off each other in training and Toulon have bigger fish to fry. Um, Killian said it's a big ask to be fair especially with the current injury crisis in normal circumstances with a full squad we might be able to pull it off but I I don't know if we can this week um, Tom Lonergan Toulon have lost in both previous rounds one at home one away they have also lost five in the top 14 we just need to go and do a job for 80 minutes um, was the right with the right game head on yes we have the players to do it cut the young lads loose never forget that win away to wasps three seasons ago um this is a, a an interesting one as well that came in uh quinny it's your mother i'd say be involved in this uh the old holy water we got a lovely picture of someone's traveling neve Barron had her marks had her traveling kid there in the picture of it heading to toulon have the bag packed and the holy water at the ready Want this uh, win for the team, if not only for the confidence boost. Been a rough few weeks for this 
team to the brave and faithful, nothing is impossible. And Anne Poole is well also said, yes, we can go looking for our do it. We are looking forward to travelling to Toulon this weekend to shout loud for the Munster boys. Yeah, plenty of discussion there. So holy water. Holy water. That's oh, where we're yeah, that's where my- we are now, lads. Oh, and Killian Bushel has the old child of Prague. He wants to know, does it do anything for rugby? Ask Quinny that now. What do you think of that, Quinny? Um, it can do, yeah. I was. <laughs> I always liked to have the bit of holy water and Jerry Flannery always had rosary beads and saying his prayers. <laughs> Guys were different in, my, in the dressing room in my time, but a um, bit of holy water, yes, psychologically. And uh, my mother is great for bringing the holy water to all the matches as well, as is Neve Barn there. And it's great to see that. Look, it's... Um, there's going to be plenty of Munster fans there. Um, they'll stick with the team. They'll keep going. Um, I think everybody understands and the ge- general narrative of of the comments and people who have made comments is that, look, the reality is Munster on the back foot here a little bit. They're under pressure. The injury counts. Um, and aside from the injuries, I think you're going to a place that, and we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit more, mm. that has a lot of star-studded players. The, mm. the squad, the budget they have, um, they're they're a very, very powerful side. So we're kind of deficient in certain areas where they're very strong. So um, it's difficult, um, but the Munster fans, I'm sure, will make their voices heard again. And um, maybe the holy water might, might help. Who knows? <laughs> You've got to keep sprinkling the holy water and... Uh, I'm sure Neve and my mum will be doing that all over <laughs> Toulon, the stadium and, and the players and anyone that comes near them in the warm-ups, they'll be firing it in. Um, so fingers crossed, look, who knows, but mm. um, it is a tough task. Yeah, and stick the child of Prague out, lads, if you want. It might not work, but it can't hurt <laughs> at the same time as well. Uh, Fiona, the, week, the lads have had a week off, obviously, um, badly needed as well, considering the run that once was on, and I suppose it's given uh, the chance for a few lads to, I suppose, um, rest up knocks and all that, but like even mentally, I suppose, that week off have done wonders for Munster. Yeah, that definitely would have done wonders. Um, as we've talked a lot about as well, you know, set piece during the last couple of shows, they'll have a chance to really kind of have a look and review um their movement, you know, throw kind of nail down those tiny details that maybe are j- just a bit lacking. And and I suppose another thing as well, I know Roundtree is big on is is um doing these things under fatigue. So if you have the week off, they'll be able to go hard at the line out. It's not physically. You you know, hitting each other as they go, but maybe doing a bit of running or, or a bit of hardcore fitness and then going straight into that pressure cauldron of trying to get the movement right. And, you know, with that down week, you always get time to fix a few bits and bobs like that. Um, but definitely, I, I think they'll be a bit fresher. And I think it was the, I, I was reading as well a lot on Twitter, a lot of the fans, it, I, it's like the bad news keeps on coming. You know, you Rory, it was like, Carberry's gone now, Clyde's <laughs> no. out for the season. So while they were training away, they were breaking everyone else's heart. They're going to have to get a bit of good news <laughs> together for us um, soon, I think, and put it out there because, um, look, it was a disappointment week on, uh, on that front as well with those mm. two guys. Quinny, when you had a week off as a player, how did you find it? I mean, like, were you going stir crazy that you didn't have a match prepared for at the weekend? Or were you thinking, right, I've had a bit of a chance to rest and a bit more time to, to, to practice that piece, isn't it? Um, I think having a week off, uh, it can be good at times. Um, definitely when you're when you're through a long run of matches and there's a bit of fatigue there. It's always great to have a week off if you're... Um, if you're in a good place and, and, and um, you're winning matches and you're on a good run, you... You kind of look forward to one last push in the game before you get that break. 
Um, but a lot of these Munster players have been going kind of hard for two, three months now. Played 10, 11 games, some of them on the bounce, you know. So it's um, mentally you've got to try and switch off. I think if you're losing matches, and, and Fiona will know this as a sports person, if you lose a match, um, you want to get back out next weekend and and fix it and get back to winning ways. But when you're on a tough run and there's a lot of fatigue and and, and um, pressure on, I think it'd be good just to refresh. So I'm sure the players would have worked on stuff and 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 co- in the coaches this week and tried to you know heal a few bodies, the pl- bodies that are fit would have been bruised and battered a little bit and just try and get a plan. It gives the coaches a chance to take a breather really and implement some stuff and maybe have a closer look at Toulon, what their strengths are. I'm sure they'll have looked at, you know, the the games they've lost this season, the games they've won, where their strengths are, where there's possible weaknesses and try and refresh everybody. You know, sometimes mm. when you're on a bad run, a few yeah. points is, is a good call as well. So um, I think the players will be a bit fresher this week. Obviously, they know the task in hand. So um, it depends. To answer your question, it's it, it can be really good sometimes, but then other times maybe you want to just get going again. Uh, but I think in this case, the players needed a break mentally. Look, it's been nonstop um, disappointments. And you feel that as a player. So... Mm. If you've colleagues and teammates that you know can really impact and strengthen your team on Saturday, particularly top the top players, the internationals, and there you're hearing on Tuesday morning that such and such is ruled out at the weekend, and you've more injuries and you've more knocks, it's it can be really deflating. So um, hopefully they're refreshed and they're ready to go this week. Fingers crossed. At the air. Let's talk about the good news on the injury front, lads. First off, um, Owen Clark is available. Alex Nankavell, Niall Scannell, Joey Carberry, Patrick Campbell all back at training this week and Fanny Mitchell and Peter Mahoney both increasing their training exposure this week. Um, Fiona, that is good news that we haven't heard in a while on the injury front. Absolutely. It's the news you wanted to hear as well. I think the big name in there, I suppose, is is Peter Omani with the, the line-out issues. I know a lot of the tweeters in particular got on to us as well, saying that he will make a, a huge difference back in that line-out. Um, not that any disrespect to anyone else, but it's just his ability, you know, to control things, his ability off the ground, in the air. He's he's just a man in those big cauldron games who comes up with the big the big moves. So he'll be huge. And I think Nankaville as well is someone that I'd love to see having a crack against. Quinn, he'll probably go into detail later on those big French guys and the, the size of the squad uh, in Toulon and who they have. But he's someone I, I, I'd love to see make have a go at those uh, centres against Toulon because he's, his footwork is just amazing and every time himself and Anton Frisch play together I think mm. they're building up a, a good partnership and we saw you know Owen Clark if we can get him back on the pitch as well he's someone that can offer a bit you don't want your hooker um, Nine Scannon who's, who's kind of back training as well for the last few games, we've had our hookers playing nearly 80 minutes, you know, because we obviously haven't been able to trust the bench to make that. In a, Over in that French, over in Toulon, there's going to have to be changes to the front row 55 minutes. So it'll be good to have these guys, even if they don't start, they're available to get on and give you a good 30 minutes as well coming mm. off the bench. Can you just from reading the comments, people seem to think that Peter Manny coming back in automatically means that the line-out is going to be sorted. Is it that simple? It's not that simple, Rory, I think, but he'll definitely bring a composure and a calmness there and um, an assurity that, um, you know, he, he's he's world-class in, in, at line-out. 
um, at the line-out, I think, in, in putting pressure on the opposition ball, but also um, having that trust in, in throwing ball on him and his ability and confidence to, to win line-out. So um, I'm sure this week they would have been, you know, Owen Clark missed the Connacht game. I think he came on against Leinster, played really well around the field, made lots of tackles, had a couple of issues with his throwing. Conditions were horrendous, but, um, you know, it depends what kind of time and work they would have got in together this week. So, again, we don't know the Peter train fully during the week. Is he going to be available? Is he going to start? I think if he is, you've got to get him back in there if there's any chance that he can. But I think I, I, I'd... Um, Air on the side of caution as regards Peter Mann, he isn't, uh, uh, wouldn't be going back in, into this monster team with a magic wand and mm. suddenly everything's going to be perfect. I think he's a big boost because obviously he's a leader, um, captain. Um, he's captain of the team for a long time. He's experienced at international level and he's very calm around lineouts, you know, calling lineouts yeah. and winning lineouts. So I think it'll certainly help. Of course it helps. I think Thomas Ahern and Ty Byrne. So if you think if you have Ty Byrne, Thomas Ahern and Peter Oman, you've now three um, kind of really good line-out players that you can hit. Three good options, I think. When you're minimised in previous games where you probably have two options. and um, So he'd probably bring the best out of Thomas Ahern as well and mm-hmm. Ty Byrne and, and help that whole situation. But look, they're going to be put under a lot of pressure. Uh, Toulon have a very big pack. Um the weather is going to be good, which is uh, something that will help Monster, I think, given the way they wanted to play. I think the last month has been, uh, well, the last three, two or three weeks have been difficult. I think conditions were pretty good over in Exeter, bar a very strong wind. And Monster, you saw what they can do from an attack point of view. So it's 12, 13 degrees, clear skies. The sun is going to be out. So it'll be chilly, but dry conditions, very little wind. Um, so... You know, obviously Toulon are very good attacking players as well. And we'll mention a few of them in a minute. Mm. But I think, look, Munster would prefer dry conditions and mm. try and get the ball in and out of lineouts, maybe shorten some lineouts um, and obviously get their scrum right and then try and move the ball and, and get into multi-phase because I think with French teams, if you can... And, and one thing Munster have done pr- pretty well and is and even in Connacht, they had more possession than... than um, you know, than 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 Connacht's uh, control, they probably had more territory, um, but it's just been accurate in those areas. So, look, I think the weather will help them, and Peter Romani certainly been back in, not just for the lineup, but just making decisions, um, and it give people a lift around them. You know what I mean? But it's very careful. They've got to be careful. You can't look to Peter Romani, particularly as a player, and think, oh, just because Peter is back. Yeah. They've all got to up their game here and hopefully they are nice and fresh mentally and physically because this game is to keep their European hopes alive, really. And um, who knows? I think their backs are to, firmly to the wall and let's see. Um, you know, Maybe they'll get a little bit of luck this week that they haven't gotten the last two weeks. It's <laughs> deserted them with injuries and some on-field stuff. So yeah. very tough task, but Peter being back in there. But also have a nice scandal uh, back in the squad if he trained... Joey Carberry, um, you know, Finney Witchley, hopefully been available. Players who, who, the more bodies you have available, the better. You know, John Klein's injury is heartbreaking for Munster again. Um, the news that Joey is leaving at the end of the season, you know, this, 
more negative stuff this week, you know. That's all we've got in the last number of weeks. It's it's just constant. So, look, for me as a player, if I'm in there, I'm going, well, we've two choices here. We can kind of wilt up and die or we can we can uh we can keep fighting and you never know if you if your attitude is good and your desire and motivation is there um you may come up short with a bit of quality but you give yourself a better chance so hopefully that's that's the mindset i'm sure it is the mindset for this week um and you know if they go and ask some questions at Toulon and cause them some problems maybe they'll they'll start to believe themselves and on that John Klein injury, Fiona, um, I'd imagine we were all the same when we saw the news. We all went after um, when we saw that the John Klein was going to be up for the rest of the season. Um, again, just what can you say at this point? Like, I know, and everybody expected him to to come back in and sort out the the line out as well for the end of the season. I think that was the mentality. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, look, he's just we saw the performances he put in um, last year. I listened to the pod as well, Quinny. You're like always a big fan. You spoke about him every week. Just what he done around the pitch, what he done at line out, what he done at mall defence time um, he's just a, a brilliant player and to have him missing for the rest of the season especially I suppose after you're taking that punt on him as well we we yeah. spoke about his injury profile how that was something that kind of stood to him I suppose when Munster were looking at who to hold on but there's nothing he can do I, I'm sure they reviewed it it's it's a knee injury that he had from the World Cup and obviously with the timing of everything they might have thought that you know his he's other injuries eye injury wasn't healing well enough so I'm sure the medical staff have just said, look, let's sort all this and you're good to go 100% then fresh as next season. Exactly, yeah. Um, Connie, let's look at this Toulon side and I suppose um, the mentality of French teams in this competition in that you never just know quite how seriously French teams take the Champions Cup. What are you expecting from Toulon this weekend? Uh, The unknown a little bit. Well, that's not entirely true because... Um, you, you're, you're, you. It's always difficult going to France. Um, if they get their tails up and get confident, um, they could punish you. So, you know, if you if you underestimate any French team at any stage, and that's true, my experience of playing a lot of European games in 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 France, where if you go back historically to the back to back games in the old format, when you know December time was always. Uh, or maybe those games, November, December, were back-to-back games. So I remember one time beating Perpignan quite comfortably in Thomond Park and thinking, God, they're 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 not great, and um, and that uh, we were we were thinking, yes, we get we get we get two wins here. We go back there next week now, and it's going to be easy enough. And that was probably in my earlier days, and a lot of us in our earlier days. And we went back the following week, and we encountered a totally different beast. Um, they were ferocious. They were horrible. Um, they were so aggressive. The crowd were so so uh, you know loud and noisy, and it was a totally. It was like going into a real cauldron. And I think we lost the second. And we won the get first game comfortably, and we lost the second game twenty three eight or something like that. Um, and it kind of makes no sense. And that's always been the intrigue. Those back to back game. I wish it was the same as that because I I think it's great <laughs> for players. On one week you travel you know, to a place and the next week you you get them home or vice versa. And it's a real psychological intrigue as to how players deal with that. And sometimes the, the results make no sense, you know. Um, 
I saw Northampton years ago, or Leinster go to Northampton with a very strong side lose, and the following week they beat him by 50 points in Dublin. So uh, lots of games like that over the years have happened for, for, for months. But France is crazy, Rory. Um, yeah. You know, even with teams that you think, God, I, I, we've gone at times where teams have been out, essentially. They're not going to get out of the group. And you go there and you see that you play against them and you think, Jesus, they're playing for their lives here as if it's the, the World Cup final or the top 14 final. And it, you kind of... So you learn through experience that France is always tough. And it is a little bit of the unknown. And the only way you can prepare is prepare that it is going to be really tough. The crowd are going to be on top of you. A couple of refereeing decisions may go your way. Um, and you've got to create your own bit of luck there and your own quality. And and if you settle into a game in France and you start asking questions of the opposition, and particularly early on, it sounds very obvious, first 10, 15 minutes of the game, if Munster were to get a score or two and... Not necessarily even on the scoreboard, but really make it difficult and be strong and robust in defence and force a couple of turnovers, force a couple of mistakes. Well, you're in the game then. It's game on. You can play rugby. Well, that is it for part one of the Red 78. To listen to the full episode where we talk about Joy Carberry's departure at the end of the season and whether or not Simon Zebo's form merits a call-up to the Ireland squad, become an Off The Ball member. Check out offtheball.com forward slash join for all the details. You can become a member on the Off The Ball app, Apple, Spotify or YouTube for nine ninety nine a month. The Red 78. Nobody knows Monster Rugby better. I'd like to think I know a lot.